live in a changing world and a lot of things going on, but I thank God Jesus is always the same. Amen. And uh, special night, uh, we uh, should have the Lord's Supper more, but uh, church I grew up in, we had it every Sunday. Believe it or not, it was, it was a special service every Sunday. Uh, some people say, well, I wouldn't want to do it every Sunday. It got monotonous. It really never did there, I didn't think. But, but we have it. When we have it, the Bible says, off as you do, do it in remembrance of me. It's a very important part of the church. And so I appreciate you being here tonight Amen. to observe the Lord's Supper. And so with that in mind, that's really... It's the time of year that I love doing it because I think remembering and rejoicing should be hand in hand. Thanksgiving, and when we think back of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us and what he will, what he is doing for us and what he is going to do for us, it brings us to a place of thankfulness, doesn't it? Amen. And so also, we also understand that time of the Lord's Supper should really be a refreshing Reviving time in our own hearts and uh, complete uh, consecration to him for what he's done for us on the cross. I want to just take a few moments and uh, share a few things. I'm sure most of it is all that you've heard before, but I think it would be important for us to just go over it again. Would you open your precious Bible to the gospel according to Matthew? And we're going to start in chapter 26 and we're going to read just a few verses here. Remember, the Lord Jesus is in this upper room with his disciples. We're hours away from him being betrayed. We're hours away from him being wrongfully tried, wrongfully accused. We're just moments away from him being betrayed by his own disciple. Actually, here in Matthew chapter 26, the Bible says as he's meeting there with them, the Bible tells us in verse 25, Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it, is it I? And he said unto him, Thou hast said. He's talking about who was going to betray him. And Judas asked. And then the Bible says, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it break it and gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body and he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying drink ye all of it for this is my blood of the new testament which is shed for many for the remission of sins but I say unto you I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I Drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Now this is the gospel according to Matthew's account. We're going to finish up this thought, and actually when we observe the elements in just a moment, we'll be in the book of 1 Corinthians. I want to say, before the Lord Jesus Christ left the earth, this is of course before he was crucified, before he was tried, before he was rejected, but before he left the earth, after he raised from the dead, he established two ordinances 
to the church, the New Testament church. One of them is baptism. The second one is the Lord's Supper. Now, neither ordinance has anything to do with having saving power in either one of them. And it's amazing to me that man-made religion has made both of them to where there's salvation from sin. In some religion, you'll find they'll talk, take the Lord's Supper, and every time you take the Lord, every time you take the cup, you're taking the actual the bread. You're actually taking the actual body of Christ and the blood of Christ. That's not what the Bible teaches. It's an ordinance that a church gave. It's very, very clear that it is symbolic. And so, but we understand that the Lord's Supper and baptism, and by the way, baptism is an ordinance that has to do with identification. The Bible says when we get saved, we're to, we're, we're to follow the Lord in baptism, to identify with Him. He identified with the Lord, with God His Father. We identify with Him. Uh, we identify in the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus when we get baptized. It's a picture of what Jesus did for us. So again, symbolic. There's no saving power in that water. I think this is so important. Because people are so confused over these things. And then when you think about the Lord's Supper, there's a religion that believes, like I said, every time you take that, and someone says, we have accepted Christ, oh, I do, it every, I do it every Sabbath, or I do it every week. Well, when you accept Christ, you accept Him once. You receive Him once. When you get born again, it's, it's born again, once. The Lord's Supper is an ordinance that does what? It, it identifies or it, it, it's an ordinance of, of commemoration. We're commemorating the greatest event that ever took place in human history. And that was when Jesus Christ bled and died and suffered for the whole world, the sin of the whole world, and was put in a tomb and then raised from the dead. Amen. Do y'all believe that's the greatest event in human history? Amen. I do too. So when we think about this thought in these just few verses, and then we'll quickly look in 1 Corinthians. But I want you to notice, number one, when we talk about the Lord's Supper, and this is the Lord Jesus instituting this on the night of his betrayal. I want you to notice to consider the origin of this ordinance. I think it's very important that we find something here in this passage of Scripture. It was not the disciples' ideas. It wasn't the disciples' idea to come up with this ordinance or to have an element of bread and of the fruit of the vine. This was the Lord. So I want you to note it. It came from Jesus Christ himself. What we're doing tonight is not some man-made, listen to me, religious ritual. There are so many people that are caught up in man-made rituals. This is not a man-made ritual tonight. Jesus Christ himself is the source of what we're doing tonight. He's the actual origin. It did not originate with man. I think that's so very important that we understand that. Other forms of this has been originated with man. And I'm thankful he, not some man-made religious ritual. Instead, it originated in the upper room in Jerusalem just a few hundred feet from the, where the garden was, where Christ would be betrayed, where he, he went with the disciples to pray. It's also not far from where the garden that he would actually be crucified from. 
this is a very special ordinance that he gave to his disciples and to the church. So we see the institution came from the Lord Jesus himself. And then secondly, I think this is important when we consider the origin of this ordinance, the Lord's Supper. I think we need to understand the instruction for the Lord's Supper came from Jesus Christ himself. He gave the instruction and how to do it and why we're doing it. It's very clear. It's, it, it's not to be, and it has been confused. It has been tampered with, but it's very clear tonight as I read this, he says, look, I'm going to take this bread. I'm breaking it. This is a picture of my body. He says, and likewise, he took, he, uh, he took the cup and he gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it for this is, any, uh, is um, my blood, the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. It's very clear. And then, of course, we get more instruction in 1 Corinthians or more detail. But I think as we consider this or ordinance, the Lord's Supper, we need to understand it originated, who it originated with. It's not some man-made ordinance tonight, some ritual that we're doing. Number two, I want you to consider this. I want you to consider the observance of this ordinance, the Lord's Supper. Look at verse uh, 24. Here's what the Bible says. The Son of Man goeth. It is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Then I want you to notice in verse 26, the Bible says this, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And then again, I read this a moment ago, verse 28, For this is my blood of the New Testament. So we understand this serves as a reminder. Number one, he brings up the bread and breaks it as a picture of his body. So when we think about this and we're observing this, and tonight, the way I like to do it is I don't like to just take the elements and hurry up and get through it. I like there to be pauses in between. So we can observe and think about. First of all, he said, hey, as you take this bread, I want you to think of my body. And so when we think about the reminder of reminder of his bodily redemption. His body was broken for us. We can be saved tonight. We have, we have life tonight because his body was broken. Psalm 22 is a powerful passage of scripture of what the Lord Jesus Christ went through to provide salvation for us. And so when we think about it, the body was broken. I'm thankful, and when we think about this tonight, and when we observe this ordinance, we're not just looking at that piece of bread and say, oh, that's a piece of bread. It's to remind us of the body that was sacrificed for you and I tonight. So we see it serves as a reminder of his bodily redemption, and he's our Savior. But not only that, he mentions here about the blood, and we know that's why we take the cup, the fruit of the vine. It represents what? The blood of Christ. Now, there's, that's not the blood of Christ. That does not turn into the blood of Christ. I got news for y'all tonight. It's grape juice. Promise you. It, it's straight grape juice. Fruit of the vine. Now, why? Because it is a reminder and it helps us to remember and we are consecrating the day that the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ was shed for us, without the shedding of his blood, there are no remission of sins. Now, we ought to be thankful for that all the time, but especially when we're observing the Lord's Supper. 
we see that it serves as a reminder of the blood that was shed for us. It's very clear. He instructs us. Then we find in 1 Corinthians, if you want to turn there, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, we understand that the church of Corinth was a problemed church. It had a lot of issues. I mean, they were some scoundrels. You, you read the book, man, what Paul has to deal with them about. I mean, they were some, and even here, he has to deal with them over the Lord's Supper. They were coming and having feasts. They were eating. And they were calling it the Lord's Supper, so he's trying to set all of this straight. Explain to them, that's not what this is about. This is a time that you set aside and you're considering the observance of this ordinance you're doing. You're, you're having the bread because you're remembering the broken body of Jesus our Savior. You're drinking the fruit of the vine because you're remembering the blood that was shed for you. And then not only that, he tells us here in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26, For as oft as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. So another thing that we're doing tonight is we're, it serves as a reminder of the blessed return of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, he's coming again. So as often as we do this, we're doing it and, and, and we're being reminded and thinking of his blessed return that he's coming again. He's not a defeated. Hey, he's victorious. So when a believer partakes of the Lord's Supper, he's reminding himself and declaring to others the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, the grave, and soon will return. And the ordinance was given as a reminder to keep fresh in our minds what all Jesus Christ has done for us. That's why I like doing it during Thanksgiving. We see considering the observance. What, what should we be observing while we're taking this? Simply, his body that was broken, his blood that was shed, and praise God, his hope of his returning. So those are the three things as we take of these elements tonight. That's what you should be considering. And then we see, consider the observance, the observers, that's us. We have to consider the observers of this ordinance. In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, the Bible deals with this. I want you to notice this. The Bible says in verse uh, 26, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Now, I want to stop right there because we find, number one, this is talking about lost people. Unworthy. By the way, we're, all of us are unworthy. But he's speaking of lost, and here's why. Let me ask, it, it really can, and I wouldn't paraphrase it, but let me speak to where we, it would be really a simple question that he's, at, he's saying here. Why would a lost person want to commemorate an event that just, that his lostness is in rebellion towards God's redemptive plan? He's rejected the very thing that he's commemorating. So when we think about this person that's unworthy, especially in verse 26 and verse 27, we know that he's speaking about the lost person, the unsaved. And so we need to understand the Lord's Supper confronts the lost person shouldn't take of it, shouldn't partake of it. Then I also believe this. I believe that the Lord's Supper challenges the Christian 
to examine. I want you to notice what the Bible says. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Examine yourself. Examine whether you're in the faith or not. How many of y'all know tonight you're saved? All right. Well, then you ought to examine yourself. And as Brother Jim said, you ought to examine yourself because the Bible says here, For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation himself, not discerning the Lord's holy, uh, for the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Then notice this, for if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. So here's where, that's what that verse means. This is your turn, this is my time to judge myself, to examine my heart, my life. Whatever's there, it ought to be pure. If we've got something in our heart and life, the Bible says let us examine ourselves and not, not partake of it. It says let us examine, get it right, so we will partake. Amen? That's what it says. Let a man examine himself, so let him eat of that bread. You examine yourself. So the most important thing here tonight is, are you saved? And then secondly, have you examined your heart? That's the two qualifiers that people should partake of the Lord's Supper. So very simply, the Lord's Supper is a time of reflection. It's a time of remembering. It's a time of rejoicing, thanksgiving. And I just give a word here. If your children are here, we leave that up to the parents. I always say this. I know when I was growing up, I didn't understand. My mother and father made me wait for a bit, but I'm not telling you what to do. You know your child. And uh, certainly you've taken the time to explain it to them and talk to them. But I will say this. It's serious. It's very serious. Because the Bible does say, and I don't like, to, and I, I've never used, I don't like using the motive of fear. But here's one instance where the Lord Jesus said, look, if you drink of this unworthily, there's reason why that people are weak and sickly among you and even sleep. In other words, they might even have premature death. So it's a very serious thing. But it should be a time of revival in our hearts. I don't know about you. Just sitting here thinking about everything that I have because of what Jesus did for me. His body was broken for me. His blood was shed for me. He's going to come back for me. How could that not motivate me tonight to examine my heart and ask him to purge me and to cleanse me and to be in right relationship with him tonight? Amen? That's what it's all about. And so... I hope and pray we'll do that. And we're going to have time to do it. And uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to have the men come. And uh, we're going to prepare to make sure everyone gets this as sees fit. And we'll make sure the folks from the nursery, also Miss Laura, also in the sound booth. And uh, we'll do that tonight. And as I said a moment ago, we'll... Um, Hand all of this out. It, since COVID, uh, we have uh, gotten all of this in one pack. So you'll have all of it with one. We won't have to give it out twice. And uh, we'll have give you a few moments. You'll have to separate uh, the bread from the fruit of the vine. It's all there. And uh, so when you take the one, you'll get it all. And 
then what we'll do is the men will come back up here. I'll serve them. They'll serve me. And then we'll just take a few moments and of silence she'll play. And we'll just take that time and uh, just think about uh, why we're having this special service tonight. All right?
here in a moment, I'm going to read a verse, and uh, we won't take it together, but after I read the verse, we'll take a few moments, you take it as you feel led to do so after I read the verse here in just a moment, but I, I thought we would play just a little bit more, and uh, we'll let everyone separate theirs, and uh, let's just think about uh, how good he's been to us, and so we'll get started here in just a second. That night, many years ago, the Lord Jesus, when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight. We want to thank you so much for your bodily sacrifice to save us. Lord, we want to thank you for giving yourself completely for us. Lord, we want to thank you tonight as we partake of this. Lord, I pray you'll help us to be in such grateful hearts and rejoicing because we're saved because of your death. Again, we thank you for it. We ask it in Jesus' name. Then the Bible says, after the same manner, also he took the cup. And when he'd supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And we'll take a few moments. You drink it as you're ready to do so. She'll play. And let's just take a few moments. And then at your convenience, you take it, and then we'll close here in just a moment.
said that night so long ago, after they took the bread, drank the fruit of the vine, so they sung a hymn and went on their way. Went to the garden. And um, praise God what he did for us. Amen. How about we just sing that one right there? Because you know what? Jesus paid it all. Y'all know that one? We'll just do the chorus. How's it go? Somebody leave me. It goes like this. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Then we'll sing one more a cappella. We'll do Amazing Grace. How's that? We all know that one. Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Amen. Brother Milford, would you close us in prayer tonight? Amen. Please remember this. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving from our family to yours. Happy Thanksgiving. And remember, we will not preach on gluttony on Sunday. Amen. God bless you.